And a very good day to you. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with Touch of God. And I just wanted to start out by saying it is such a blessing for us to be able to come on the radio every week and to teach you and help you and pray for you, uplift you. It's great to know that you are listening. And we thank you so much for listening into this fantastic radio station that you have. We just want to share the truth with you to the best of our understanding on the way that the Bible is written on various topics. We want to see you set free. And if we want you to be set free, then how much more does the Lord want you to be set free? Because he is the one that's paid for it all. He's the one that has paid for you to be no longer held captive, to be set free from the bondage of addictions and pain and suffering and sickness and disease, poverty and lack, and anything you would not find in heaven. So today we're going to continue to teach you, and this is the series on faith. It's very important to comprehend and understand because faith is the currency of heaven, like we have been talking about recently. So if we can understand the very important thing that heaven functions on, if we can use the faith that the Lord has given us in equal measure, then That is the answer to everything in our daily lives. We use our faith to believe that God is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We use our faith in laying hands on the sick so that they shall recover. We use our faith to believe that God has promises that he has given us that they can actually manifest in our own lives. But we have to believe that by faith for it to happen because faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. If we do not use the faith that God has given us, if we are in unbelief, doubt, or fear, then there is no substance, even in the invisible realm. There's nothing to hope for, and there is no evidence of things not seen at all. Even the things that are not seen, they don't exist. But when you use faith, there is evidence of things not seen. There is substance of things hoped for. And we know these things because of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And we also know that faith without works is dead, according to the word of God. And faith with unbelief is no faith, which is also dead. If you have unbelief mixed with faith, like the man said to Jesus, I believe, help my unbelief. So it's possible to have both. It's possible to have oil mixed with water, but it's not good because you cannot drink that and you cannot put water Mix it with oil for an engine in a car. The engine will not work correctly. So James chapter 2, verse 14. We said we would come back to this section of passage this week, and this is again in the Amplified Classic Edition. James chapter 2, starting in verse 14, and it says, What is the use, profit, my brethren, for anyone to profess to have faith if he has no good works to show for it? Can such faith save his soul? What is the use, my brethren, for anyone to profess to have faith if he has no good works to show for it? Can such faith save his soul? Let's have a look at this verse. And so we would ask, what is the point of God giving us faith if we never use it? God only gives us what we need, including our heart's desires if we delight ourselves in him. Psalm 37 verse 4. So since we know from 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 1 
that we all have been given faith and an equal measure to each and every person by God. We know that the faith that we now have is a tool to use on this earth. Each of us have this tool, this equal measure of faith. But God would not give us something for no reason. But we have a free will to choose whether we're going to use that tool. Jesus died on the cross for us, but not everyone is receiving Jesus and confessing to him as Lord and Savior. A lot, sadly, will go to the place of destruction in hell. So God provides what we need. God provides tools for us. It is up to us to realize that we need to use them, and we know how to use them and the purpose for these tools when we read the Word of God, because that is the truth about the Lord and about what He has provided. It also is the truth about who the new believer is in Christ Jesus, the new creation, the old things having passed away, all things become new. So Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. I heard a pastor the other day say that faith is only given to believers. But I beg to differ, because this verse says that you were saved through your faith. And at the point you were not saved, right before you gave your life to Jesus, you had to believe in Jesus in order to become saved. So at the point you were not saved, you had to have faith in God in order to be saved. So you had to have faith even before you were born again. So Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it says, For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. Now, this is also good news because we are made partakers of Christ's salvation. We don't have to work for it. We are automatically made partakers of Christ's salvation through our faith. And remember, this faith is the equal measure that God has given to everyone. And the verse continues to say, And this salvation is not of yourselves, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. And it certainly is an amazing free gift from the Lord. We did not have to work for it. All we had to do is use the faith to believe that Jesus went to the cross He died, he was buried, and after three days he rose again, and that God sent his son to us. Verse 15, if a brother or sister is poorly clad and lacks food for each day, and one of you says to him, goodbye, keep yourself warm and well fed, without giving him the necessities for the body, what good does that do? So this verse is actually speaking about if God has given you faith, then make sure there are works with it. And remember, this is not the same works as when people say, well, don't get into works. Well, no, we are supposed to be believing by faith and taking an action with that faith. Just like when you receive Jesus as Lord, 
you used your faith and you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, believe that God raised him from the dead after three days, and that was your action. You believed and you confessed with your mouth. That was an action. And the result was that you got born again. So in that case, faith with works caused you to be born again. So the question here is, why do we sometimes not give to others when they need something? Is it because we don't have it to give? Or is it that we don't want to lose what we have to give to someone else because we believe we'll be left with nothing? Remember the lady with the mite. She gave all she had. She only had a mite left, and she gave the mite. But that was all she had. So Jesus said, this lady, this woman, has given more than anyone else. So remember that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when we give to someone else, the word of God says that we will receive according to the measure we gave with. So we must learn to trust that these verses actually work for us. If we would only use our faith to believe, they will work for us. We should give to others without any unbelief, fear, or doubt that the Lord will continue to provide our needs. Do not be concerned that the Lord won't provide when you give. That is how we have always thought growing up, haven't we? We've always thought that if we give to someone, then we have nothing left. But it is the Lord's will to give. He gave his only begotten son for us. And we need to give all that we have. We need to give according to the needs of others. And the Lord will surely, surely provide and he will replace what you gave with more, and it will be in abundance. And I want you to understand the Lord's heart on this, because if there is a need, if there is a homeless individual that maybe maybe the Lord needs to send you to them, because they don't yet believe, they don't yet hear his voice, they don't know that they have this ability to believe that the Lord will provide for them. The Lord wants to send you, a man or woman of God in faith, over to the person, because the Lord needs to bless the homeless person. He wants to provide for his creation. And he also wants to be able to receive the glory for that homeless person to know that it was the Lord that gave to them, not you. So it's always important when you give to someone, make sure you say, this is from the Lord. The Lord wants me to give this to you. This is from the Lord. Otherwise, the Lord does not get any glory from it. But the important part here is that you are the one in faith, believing that Whatever you give out, the Lord will replenish. He will provide in your pockets, in your bosom, much more than you provided out. You should not have unbelief, doubt, or fear that he will not provide. When you think about giving something to someone, you think about how much money you'll have left, and you believe that maybe you will not be replenished. But that is believing in lack. It's believing in not being replenished. You need to believe the Lord's heart, understand the Lord's heart on giving. When I was hungry, the Lord said, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. So when you give to someone, you're giving unto the Lord. So it is easy to accept then that if you're giving unto the Lord, the Lord is not going to keep everything for himself. Remember, he gave Jesus for us. So why would he not replenish what you give out and much more besides? Because he gets the glory and the person then is no longer in captivity in that area. They are replenished for a period of time. And when the person knows that this provision came from the Lord, 
Maybe they will start to want to find out about Jesus, and maybe, just maybe, their soul shall be saved. So, we must learn to trust that these verses actually work for us by faith. So, trust that the Word of God is working for you, and it's working for the person in front of you. It's the truth that sets people free. It's the light that shines upon the darkness, and the darkness cannot comprehend or overcome the light. We should give to others without any unbelief, fear, or doubt that the Lord will continue to provide our needs. Now, if you do have lack today, the question is, do you have fear that you will continue to be in poverty? Or do you say to yourself, my Lord did not give me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind? You see, you will have whatsoever you believe, according to Jesus. So what we don't want to do is believe that we will not be able to receive anything. We do not want to believe that we will be in lack. So if you believe by faith one day, but you're doubting the next day, that makes you a double-minded person, which according to the book of James means that you will not receive anything from the Lord. Now, knowing the Lord's heart, this is not the Lord holding back anything from you deliberately. It's because your faith is not functioning, so there is no evidence of any substance to hope for and nothing you cannot see to begin seeing. So it's not the Lord withholding things from you, it's that he's unable to get things to you because there is no road for that provision to travel on to you. There is no road of faith that you are laying down. So hold fast to your faith, steadfast, cling to the word of God, meditate on it day and night. It needs to become the reality that it is, but in your life, not just on paper. Do not speak out of your mouth with your tongue that you are in lack, or that you're sick, or that you have this disease or that disease. Speak out so that your own soul hears you say the words, My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I shall not want because I don't need to want because I have all I need. I am not in lack anymore because my Jehovah Jireh is my provider. You see, a good parent gives first to his children. Mother and a father, good parents always take care of the children first, even before their own selves. And you know that your heavenly father is the best parent that ever existed and ever will exist. You can say, my heavenly father loves me. He never disowned me. In fact, I disowned him at the tree in the Garden of Eden. But his free gift of salvation has now allowed me to receive and confess Jesus, his son, as Lord and become born again, become a new creation. Whilst I used to be held captive underneath the powers of darkness that were over me, now all things are new. I am a new creation, old things having passed away. I am a son of God, growing up into him in all things, seated in Christ, next to the Father in heavenly places, above all evil that wants to give me its own identity, above all sickness so that my body is divinely healthy at all times. This is who I am now. I am now in the kingdom of God's beloved Son, Jesus. Amen. So today, Lord, I thank you for these precious listeners, these souls, Lord, that you love so much, Lord, that you love providing for them. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that those that are in lack right now, they just turn towards you. They repent of anything that's not of you. 
and focus their heart solely on you. Revelations chapter 3 verse 20, to allow you in, you're knocking at the door of their heart to allow you in and for them to wholeheartedly take hold of your word and believe it to be true for their own selves, that you are not keeping their blessings in heaven. You have already given them everything in your son and by your son that now lives on the inside of them. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit live within you today. Now receive them, understand that, and believe that you are a precious soul that God loves today. And he wants to dine with you, according to Revelations chapter 3, verse 20. Jesus wants to come into your heart and dine with you. That means every part of your heart. And you know that you can trust the best parent the best father that ever existed and ever will exist. He will look after you. If he looks after the lilies of the field and the birds of the air, how much more will he look after you? So if you think that I don't believe the Lord can send me any provision, I, I'm i not seeing it, then say, no, this is not the Lord's nature. This is the devil that wants to come and steal, kill, and destroy from my household. But I am in no lack. I shall not lack. I shall not want because I have all I need. I may not see it with my naked eyes, but I have all I need because I have Christ Jesus living on the inside of me. And God gave everything to his son Jesus, and I have Jesus, and Jesus has me. So in Jesus' name today, Lord, I thank you that all provision continues to flow to these precious listeners these souls that are listening in today. I thank you, Lord, for healing in their bodies from head to toe. Every ache, every pain, every cancerous cell, every bone, tendon, ligament, joint, and muscle that needs to be healed. I speak and I decree and declare life and complete restoration in every area of these precious souls' lives and bodies today from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that as they seek you in the quiet, private place, the secret place, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, that they will find you. If they shut off the distractions, if they find a quiet place and still themselves, be still and know that I am God, they will find you. When they call upon your holy name, you will answer. When they have a conversation with you, you are there to have a conversation with them. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 says, We are to trust the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways we are to acknowledge you, and then you are able to direct our paths. So, Lord, I thank you today for our paths being ordered of you, because, Lord, the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. And I thank you, Lord, today that we seek you first, your kingdom and your righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto us. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Lord, I thank you. It is such a blessing to read your verses, to know your heart, and to have you with us today on this broadcast. I thank you for doing an almighty thing upon these listeners. I thank you, Lord, for holiness in this city, in this town, on this radio station and everyone listening. I thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Ghost, just going through the airways and just touching the hearts 
in the lives and the bodies of these precious people. Lord, I thank you that you love them. I thank you, Lord, that they shall not lack. I thank you, Lord, that they shall rejoice in their salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Lord, I thank you for blessing them with children. Maybe some ladies have barren wombs, Lord. I thank you for reproduction. I thank you, Lord, that you told us to be fruitful and multiply, Lord. I speak multiplication and fruitfulness in the wombs of these precious ladies and their husbands in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, today that there is no disease and sickness anymore in any one of these listeners. And today, Lord, I thank you that as they trust in you for the path forward, you will direct their steps. Lord, I thank you that as they read your word, your word becomes a bright light for their direction forward and a lamp unto their feet so that they know where they are currently. Thank you, Lord, that they will continue to follow your leading by your spirit in their lives as they converse with you, as they ask you questions, as they wait to hear your still small voice in that secret place. They will be directed by your Holy Spirit into their calling and their destiny, and that will be completely fulfilled. The devil will have no way to postpone, delay, or cancel this. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you. And Satan, I bind any works and schemes that you have against the listeners of this radio station. Lord, I thank you today that we are seated with you in heavenly places next to the Father. Thank you, Jesus, that we are in you and you are in us. And we can do all things through you who strengthen us. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that we are baptized in you with evidence of speaking in tongues today. I thank you, Lord, for the fullness of the Spirit that these precious souls will become immersed in the totality of the Holy Spirit. Immersed in the Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, that they may speak in tongues their heavenly prayer language to revive their soul, to stir their spirit, to bring healing to their bodies. Lord, I thank you today that they will be able to pray your perfect will by their tongues that your Holy Spirit gives them to speak. I thank you today, Lord, for being such a blessing in creating every soul that's listening in today. We thank you. And Lord, we look forward to the testimonies that people will have as a result of listening to this program. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, if you'd like to partner with us, our website, it's touchofgod.world, T-O-G dot world, and you can also call us for prayer or submit a prayer request on the website. Our phone number is country code 1-407-705-3151, and until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.